Good evening and blessings, and welcome to another installment of the Just for Freedom of Space. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author, Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who, with faith and focus, are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Hello. Hello, this is Leslie Gist. I hope uh, everyone is having a great evening. We have on the line one of our exciting, most exciting guests ever. We have Mr. Garrett. Yeah, Garrett Fortner. Hello. 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 Glad you're on the line. Can you hear me? Yeah, I sure can. Okay, great. Well, this topic is a hot topic, for one, and I usually avoid these types of um, modern-day current issues, but I loved your post on Facebook, and I invited you on. So I only gave a brief bio of who you are, Mr. Garrett Faulkner. Could you explain to the audience exactly uh, why you got involved in, uh, in a little bit about your background? Um. Uh, I'm a publisher by profession. I published a few books, a magazine. Uh, most folks know me as a new word name, a magazine that I had. Now I have a product line called 4150 Shaving Essentials. Uh, uh, my website is menstayfly.com. Uh, I basically got involved uh, with this issue. People who know me know it's a hot topic for me. I don't appreciate the N-word. I'm, I'm a... I'm a, I do not play around with that word. I'm, I'm totally against it coming into everyone's life, you know, against their will. I was watching Saturday Night Live the, uh, last week, and uh, Michael Che dropped the N-word, much to my surprise. I, I really couldn't believe it. My daughter was laying on my lap trying to go to sleep, and he just dropped the N-word on network TV, and I was, I was just totally shocked. And that was really my breaking point. Uh, I said, you know what? I'm gonna get in this fight. I'm gonna make a make some noise, and let folks know it's not okay. I mean, you know, if you want to call yourself the N-word in your private life, that's one thing. But when it becomes public, you know, it's an issue for me. So that's how I got involved. Okay. Now you said that your daughter was on your lap. Can you right. tell us how old your daughter is and how uh, you know? How did you describe uh, the N-word to your daughter prior to this? Well, well she's very young. Home. She's four. She was. I mean, she didn't, she was four, and she was, you know, she usually, you know, crawls over my lap and goes to sleep. And uh, so, I mean, it was she was barely awake, and when he just basically blurted out this word, she felt me, like, get up and, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. like what's the big deal? She didn't understand the N-word yet. Uh, but I was mm-hmm. just surprised she was able to come in my house on network TV. I was really like, what? You know, you've you got to be kidding me. And then he joked, said, well, he's going to be using it three more times you know, in, in this season. But, he, you know, as if it's, a, it's the N-word is a punchline, which is not. So um, I was, you know, I started a petition 
which I'll be revealing uh, tomorrow. Uh, I filed a complaint with the FCC, you know, and, uh, you know, I want them to apologize publicly to the African-American community on their program uh, that they won't use this word again because it's not a punchline. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to tell people what they can and cannot say. You know, that's not my job. But, I mean, when you have something on network television where you expect it to be, to be you know, G-rated and it's not, you know, I have a problem with that. Right, right. Um, now, some people may not even know what the FCC stands for. You know, explain what is the FCC and how did you find out that that was the avenue to take? Well, the FCC basically monitors, uh, you know, monitors like, you know, it acts as a sensory board, like there's sensors. You can't use profanity. You can't use racial slurs. You know, so they monitor each TV program and make sure they, they conform with FCC rules. You know, uh, basically, that's what it is. They basically monitor uh, uh, what is said on TV, on network television, and their rules to abide by, which is no profanity, no racial slurs. And, uh, and, and, and Saturday Night Live basically just took it upon itself to violate that, that law. And sure, they're going to be fined, you know, um, I mean, that kind of thing. But they feel like they can pay the fine for, for a joke, like to, to basically, I want them severely punished where they won't use this word again because they're well aware that they should not have said that word on network television. Correct. Now, there's something called the JDL. And I think it's time for us to have a similar um, organization. Could you explain to the audience what the JDL is? Uh, the Jewish uh, Defense League? Right. Yes, I mean, well, well, basically what, what, what – let me tell you how strong they are and how powerful they are. Michael Jackson used the N-word kike on one of his records. They had Michael Jackson re-record that record, pull all those records off the shelf, remove them every department store, this one back in the day we had CD, and my, they had to do it because the Jewish defense was like, no, we're not having that. We're not going to start that. You know, you, you black folks will have uh, the N-word on all your records, that's fine, but we're not going to start trying to make the word, uh, the K-word into a term in demons. So, But, see, when it comes to African-American people, we don't do anything about it, so it is pervasive. We have not pushed back hard enough. We have not raised enough stink to be like, listen, you can't carry these, these, these albums in your soul because it attains a racial slur. But if it had been any other racial slur, they wouldn't even put the record in their store. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. If, if, if someone uh-huh. used the word spick, they would not carry it in Target. They would not, they would right. not carry it. But if you use the N-word, oh, no problem. Even black folks are not going to do anything about it. They're, not going to, they're just going to take it. They're not going to raise a stink. They're not going to, they're going to protest. No problem. Put it in the store, you know. So we need something like that. I'm telling you, all things called base, which acts as something similar to uh, what the Jewish people have, which is protect their honor, their dignity. Uh, the JDL, uh, you know, protect that. Make sure they're not being disrespected on, on national TV or anywhere in the world, for that matter. You know. So, so I mean, we need something like that. I thought we had something like with the NAACP and the, but. I've reached out to them several times on this issue. They never got back to me. I've reached out to them several times with, you know, long letters and complaints about the pervasiveness, pervasiveness, pervasiveness of the use of the N-word in, in America and uh, nothing, just nothing, you know. Okay. 
Well, so you're interested in starting the uh, African American Defamation League, which you would monitor. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Because I mean, I think my breaking point was 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 last Saturday night when when I mean when they had the episode about the M word on Blackish. I don't know uh-huh. if you saw that. They had an episode, a whole episode dedicated to the N-word. And that show basically was in, in, they kind of advocated its use, basically. They didn't denounce it. Uh-huh. They basically just was like, you know, I'm like, if you're going to bring this subject up on national TV, you have to be in a position of denouncing it, not, not like saying, well, you know, I'm biased, it's okay. In some incidents, it's not okay on any incident. It's not okay. And you can't have a TV show that comes on and – and basically says, like, it's okay in some incident. It's not. It's not okay. It's not okay. So between Blackish and, and SNL and who knows what else has become, that they're now trying to make this word, bring this word into mainstream TV, network TV, you know, slowly but surely, you know, they're trying to do this. And someone has to say, you don't know. We're not going to start that. We're going to stop you right here. Draw a line in the sand saying enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you are native Brooklynite. Yeah. How were you raised? And explain where did this this passion about this word come from? Well, well, I mean, my father used the word sparingly, and I remember the first time I said the word in his presence, he he popped me good and said, "Listen, I shouldn't be saying this word around you. It's a bad word." He sat me down and explained to me why I shouldn't be saying it. And he apologized to me for ever using it around me, you know. So he gave me this lesson about how many people. He asked me, "Can I read a book?" I said, "Of course I can read a book." Tim. Well, people die, so you can read a book. They die behind that word, so you can read a book. He said that word has both physical and verbal atrocities associated with it. It's an ugly word. Has blood on it. You should never speak it. Never let anyone call you that ever under any mm-hmm. circumstance. I was raised not to let people call me that and understood why, what the word meant. And a lot of kids, they don't know what the word meant. They grew up hearing it on rap records. They don't know it has a history, a very, very vicious, ugly, bloody history this word has. And a lot of kids just don't know. So I was raised right. to understand what the word meant, why you don't say it, you know, and, uh, so my, I'm passionate. My, my passion comes from the fact that it's, it's growing in popularity in places where, where you don't expect to hear it, you know. I mean, I went to mm-hmm. a lounge, and I'm in there with mature people, you know, 35 and up, and there's all kinds of people in there, all races, and I'm in there, and the N-word comes on, and I go to the DJ. I said, you're not going to play the clean version? He goes, get the effort to my table. I said, no, are you kidding me? <clears throat> well, let me tell you, the manager Asked, I have a problem. With, I have a problem with this music. I spent seventy five dollars up in here, and I, I don't. I didn't come here to hear this kind of music. She told me to hold on for a minute. Came back with a hundred dollar bill and said, "Now you can leave." She wasn't. She wasn't about white woman. She wasn't about to change the music. So this word is coming into our lives more and more without our consent. I mean, you know, like it's in public schools now. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. It's, it, you know, I mean, people, kids as young as sixth grade are calling each other the N-word and don't know why they use the word because we have not drawn, we have not drawn a line in public schools. That's how, that's how pervasive it is where you can walk in your school and use the N-word and not be punished. Well, I feel your pain, and that's exactly why I invited you on the show because 
I don't know if you're familiar with this um this report of a a university administrator walking into the university caf- cafeteria and he ordered some food, but while he was ordering the food, he overheard N-word and other atrocious uh, words and some lyrics. And he asked the employee who was African-American to turn the music off, and and he told him it was inappropriate. Mm. Eventually, the employee was, was fired. An uproar was made, and they said that it was racist, for the white administrator to tell the African-American not to use or play music with the use of the N-word and other explicit lyrics. Oh, that, yeah, I, I, I have a similar story to that, and that was, and, and this is the problem, you know what I mean? There's nothing racist about telling someone to turn off some bigoted music. It's an offensive word to not only black folks, but the people in general. They don't want to hear it. You know, so the claim to play the race card where he's being bigoted, he's playing bigoted music. Not everybody wants to hear that music. If he wants to play it in privacy of his home, that's fine. But you can't come into a cafeteria or anything and play it loudly. It offends people. A girlfriend of mine had a, has a son. He's in the sixth grade. He transferred to a school that's being gentrified. So all these different races now go to this public school. So when he got to the first day, this young Puerto Rican man said to the kid, said to him, hey, what's up, my end? And he said, kid, don't call me that. You know, please don't call me that. So the kid was like, I don't mean anything by it. I, 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 I'm not trying to offend you, but, you know, we all in one. He said, well, not me. Don't call me that. The kid kept on calling him that. So he said, okay. He called him uh, the S word. And the kid who used the, the Spanish racial slur got one sent to the principal's office. They did not send the, the child who used the N word to the principal's office. So the mother came up to the school and asked him what was the problem. He said, well, this guy using racial slurs, we don't allow it here. And what happened, she said, what, what, what happened? And the kid explained to his mother what was said. And she said, well, where's the other child? We don't punish them from using that word in the school. This is a black principal and a black teacher. They allow the kids to use the N-word, but they can't use any other racial slur. Anyway, she made a big, wow. you know, to-do about it. They put the kid back in class, and he teaches the principal in the, in the, in the Teacher apologized to her, you know, but the, the point I'm making to you, they, they are now allowing this world, world to be pervasive in public places where black folks who, who dwell there don't like it. And what they want us to do is accept it now and, and just get over it. This word is here and don't have any protest. Don't fight against it. Just accept it and move on. Well, I, I'm not here. I'm not accepting it. You know what I mean? I mean, if you want to call yourself the N-word in the privacy of your home, that's fine. But if it's used in public and I'm standing there, I'm going to say something. Sir, please don't use that language around me. Uh, I'm going to leave the club. You know, but when we have that network TV using this word in advocacy, let me tell you the, one of the biggest problems that I had with the N-word. Jay-Z had an album out. It, it, you know, his last album was sponsored by, by uh, Sprint. It had the N-word was on that. He used the N-word 187 times, something like that. Uh. But Sprint doesn't. Brent sponsored that album, knowing it would be offensive to some African Americans. Now they have a policy not to sponsor racial slurs on it, but with, as long as it's the N word, they gave it a pass and backed it anyway. There was no, there was no protest from any political leaders. No, no, the NWC, No one said a word. 
Just let it go. And this is what I mean. There's nobody nobody, nobody standing watch or saying, you can't do that. It's offensive. And that's what I plan to do. Okay, okay. What is your take on um, why is this word making this transition into mainstream media? What do you think? Well, why that, do you think this is happening at this moment in time? I think because you know you have twenty years, thirty years, well, twenty years based on rap music, using the N word over slick beats, making it cool or, or making it cool to say. I can say anything over a slick beat and make it sound good. If you grew up on this, if you grew up from the age of five hearing rap music with the N word, you think that's that's your only place you understand where it comes from. That's where you identify with the N word, not slavery, not 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 this ugly history, but over slick beats. So it has, uh-huh. become, has become mainstream for over twenty years. They've been hearing this music. Oh, it's nothing to me with a word. But when you educate children about it, they tend to fall back. And oh, uh-huh. I'm not going to use that word anymore. I work in a place where I have uh, a lot of young men work for me. I have four men who who are who are under me. Uh, that I supervised, and when I first started this job, they would come in, every other word the N-word, and I said to them, off the record, around me, I don't want to hear that word. Their response was, we're all black people. I said, off the record, I don't want to hear that word. I don't want to have to write you up. I'm talking to you man to man. I don't want to hear that word. And then I explained to them why I didn't want to hear it. And once I explained to them why, they had no problem not using it around me. And in fact, someone said, I'm never going to use the word again. So the uh-huh. history of the word, where it came from, and what it meant, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's all about education. Let me tell you this, what, what Steven Spielberg did. You remember the movie uh-huh. Schindler's, List? Schindler's List, the movie? It was a movie about the Holocaust. Right. Well, a bunch of kids from Martin Luther King High School in New York went to see this school on a field trip. They were laughing at the movie, using the K word. Don't you know the projection who was the guy who was Jewish Stop the film and said, you wanted him to leave the theater. The next week, Steven Spielberg himself came to that school, showed the movie again, and talked to them about the Holocaust and why they should not make fun of it, why they shouldn't use the K-word, and the whole, I mean, came up there to educate these children while nothing funny about the Holocaust. And rightfully so. Right. But we don't have that. In our schools, and listen, here's why you shouldn't use the N word. Here's the pictures, here's the history. This is why you should never say it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, Richard Pryor, and you know, I'm I'm pretty guilty of the N word um, myself in private. Um, Richard Pryor had a major influence on making the word acceptable. He made it funny. Right. Um, you know, but then he came to realize after he went to Africa, he stopped using the word. Right. What is your take on? Right. Can you uh, I mean, explain I, that better? Go ahead. He, he, uh, he, I mean, he had an epiphany. He went there and realized that he didn't see no M words there. He didn't see any. And he had realized he'd been wrong all these years. But he contributed to his conditioning where he was from in his household growing up. You know, you heard people use it. He thought it was, it was, it was funny. Well, he said he'd been wrong all these years. It wasn't funny. He realized there was a lot of suffering behind that word. 
and pu- apologized publicly, not only on stage, but, but he has written articles. He's written statements saying, I'm totally sorry. I've been wrong all year. He was funny without it. Didn't need it. So, and right. this is what people tend to gloss over when they talk about the N-word. Richard Pryor, one of the, well, probably the most funniest man to ever grace the planet, said he'd been wrong about it. You know what I mean? So other comedians mm-hmm. who use it now can't really reference Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor said, no, that's, that was wrong. Don't, don't follow me. I've been wrong all these years. You know? So, yeah, I mean, I mean I'm so happy he did that because it's, it's a testament to how, how ugly the word is, how, how, how the word has, it's just such a vile, vicious word, but it's such a double standard in society when it comes to the N-word. They want black folks to lay down to it and be understanding in its pervasiveness in America today, you know, which is, which is like you've got to be kidding me. Why do we have to be the one to be understanding about its use? Where no other race, there's not one other race in the world that has a problem we have with the racial slur that's applicable to black people. They don't have it. They don't, they don't have to contend with it, you know. But we do because we let it slide. We, 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 we don't stand up to it. We don't challenge it every step of the way. That's what we need to do. As of, as of, as of last Saturday, I'm going to challenge every, every time I hear it, every corporation that backs a bigoted album, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to challenge it. I'm going to call them out on it. I mean, we have to collectively, we have to get behind the petition I'm starting. We have to have a strong grassroots movement, be organized, and be focused, and, and, and let it run the long haul. It's not going to happen overnight. We've got to be in it for the long haul to, 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 to bring about change and let them know we are serious. And we can do it. We really can. We can make that happen. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I I was on your page. This is I saw your post about this subject, and that's why I asked you to come on. And one of the um, your friends, I guess, made a comment that she felt there were more important things going on in this world than the N word. Um, what is your answer to someone of you know who was speaking that Black Lives Matter and men getting shot down and and babies in well, cages and things well, of that nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, here's the deal. You know, it starts with self-respect. It all mm-hmm. starts with being respected as as a human being. And you can't get no respect calling yourself the N-word. It, won't, it will never, ever happen. As a, as a society, if we accept being called the N-word, it's going to be hard to get respect from other races because other races understand what that word means. You gonna walk around and someone call you that after all you've been through? You gonna let someone so, so right. now you don't have no self respect. And then how can you fix the big problems if you don't fix the small ones first? This is an issue. Right. Whether you like it or not, I can't fix the big ones. I can't fix the big problems. I don't fix the small. I'm building a foundation, so I gotta tackle these small problems, and so I build a strong foundation to stand on to fight the big problems. So I cannot Correct. move forward where black men walk around calling themselves the N-word and trying to solve police brutality. If you call yourself a nigga, I'm going to treat you like one. Okay? Get that straight. Understand that. If you walk around calling yourself and such, and as, a, as, a, as, as, as a, somebody from another race, I know what it means. I'm going to treat you as such. You can't get no respect. Nothing good will come by us as a people if we keep allowing ourselves to indulge this word, embrace this word as if it's nothing. It's too much blood on the word. It has it has a deep, painful history, a horrible history that we cannot forget. We cannot forget it. Like it never true. happened. 
And um, I, you know, I, I, I'm in support of everything that you're doing. And as a researcher, when I research material and read books from that generation, from the slave era, and I read books written by former slaves or what I call slavery survivors, and I find that they're articulate, well-spoken, and they avoid the word. These are people who've come up out of slavery. How right. is it that exactly. scholars? How is it that scholars can write books and use these words and expect, as you said, um, teachers are now educators are now allowing it to be used. They're in books, they're in classrooms, they're you know everywhere. What do you have to say to the PTA members and parents? Um, who have I, I say, you know. you know, that's, I'm glad you I say this is, you have to understand, like, when, uh, when someone comes on national TV and who is an, who's an advocate for the N-word to be used, that person normally is someone trying to endear himself to a white audience. You see, mm-hmm. that person is trying to build, he wants a continuous spot on that TV show. So you're going to say, he, he's that person come on and say, well, it's not that big of a deal. We as a people, you don't speak for me, you don't know me, you never met me. What you, I'm all about preferences. You need to preference yourself by saying, I'm the N-word. I don't mind calling my mother the N-word, but I can't speak for a race of people. That's how you handle that question. You don't, go, you don't, you don't make blanket statements about a whole race of people. You don't but well, black people are okay with you never. I never met you. You never met me. How do you know how I feel? So when these people come on and, 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 and talk this, this nonsense about how it could be used in this wiggle room. There is no wiggle room. Bigotry, there are no passes on bigotry. No one gets a pass. I don't care if you're black, white, purple. Bigotry doesn't feel good in, under any circumstances. So when these guys come on TV and try to explain to us that, well, it's changed, the meaning has changed, I always say if you could wash the blood off the word N-word, I will agree with you. If you could wash all the blood off the N-word, I'll be on your side. But until that mystical, magical day, it's an ugly word that should not be used or given the, 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 the platform to come on national TV and discuss the horrible word. You're empowering it. Mass media has not enabled the N-word by giving it a platform to, to come on TV and be like, yeah, it's okay. You know how many rappers have been on TV and told the world it's okay to use the N-word? Jay-Z, uh, 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 who else? T.I., uh, uh, the list is long. Our rappers have come on TV and made excuses for its use. And they don't speak for a nation of people. There are millions of black folks who hate this word, but they don't get the platform to come on TV and challenge these guys on TV and, and explain to them they're wrong. They don't get the platform. So that's why we have this, 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 uh, uh, this, this nonchalant attitude growing in America among educators who need to be checked and fired for allowing someone to use that word in school. I mean, in their class and, and, and being very lenient about it when it comes to that particular racial slur, but gets outraged if you use any other racial slur. It, it's a double standard, and that has to stop. That is so true. Um, last question. The Genus 6, uh, can you tell the audience about the Genus 6 incident? Oh, I, I, yeah, I mean. Well, the Genus 6 was with the high school students, um, the high school students who were called the N-word. And yes, one of the yes. young men told him, so I'll let you finish the story, oh, if you remember. Okay. All right. The Gina Six was about high school students. It was six of them. And right, uh, a, right, right. a white 
classmate insisted on calling one of them the N-word. Um, he told him not to call him the N-word. A little fight ensued, and he beat the daylights out of uh, the white child who insisted on using this word. Right. They um, arrested the black kid, all six of them, and then there was massive protests and marches yeah. until they yeah. were yeah, really- um, given their freedom, and one of them is now in law school. One of the genus six. Well, you know, well, I remember that story, and, and the argument was that was well, because black people calling each other the M word, and they were saying, and like you know, if it's okay for you to call use it, you know, why can't I say? It? Which the kid was wrong, but that's why I say people, you're digging a hole for yourself with this word that you're not going to be able to get out of. We're we're getting deeper and deeper in. There's going to come a time in our lifetime where. A white person will call you a nigga without persecution. Persecution. It's gonna come a time where you will have no reason but to accept it because you dug this hole for yourself. I have a girlfriend in Miami. Her sons allowed their white friends to call them the N word. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is where we're headed because these children are not educated on the on the the um, history of that word. No one's taking the time to sit them down. And be like, wait a minute. Understand what this word is. So we are we are we are we are digging so many holes for ourselves with this word that we have to have someone say, "I'm drawing the line here. I'm going after <laughs> educators who allow this word to be in school. I'm going after advertisers who, who back bigoted music, you know, but won't back any other album that has a racial slur on it. I mean, you have to have let people put the fear of God in some of these people. And say, you know what? Don't mess with black people. They got that 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 base move will come after you." And we're not trying to have any trouble with them. We have nothing like that that puts the fear in anybody because they believe black folks will do nothing about it. They believe, I mean, they really truly believe that we as a people will accept everything, whether it be police brutality, the, the M word, massacre. They're not, you're not going to do nothing but take it. And that's where we are on the M word because there hasn't been any opposition towards it. It hasn't been. Where's the NWCD and all this national uh, Al Sharpton and, and his organization? Where are they at? You know why? You know why they don't they don't back they don't they don't raise any fuss because most of the time they're being sponsored by these, the very same corporations who use rappers to sell their product. That's correct. Right. So you're saying the 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 the, the N word is being generated and fueled by the money, so it's being monetized. Hold on one second. All right, we're listening to Mr. Garrett. Garrett Fortner. All right, Garrett. So you were saying that they're monetizing this this um, N word use, and the first way to attack it is to attack uh, the people who are making money off of the word. Basically, basically, yeah, absolutely. You have to you have to expose them because a lot of people don't know that Samsung backed uh, one of Jay Z's albums. Uh, you got Drake sponsored by Sprite. He, this is a man who claims to be Jewish, but doesn't use any Jewish slurs on his album. But he uses the N word every other word on his album. You see what I'm saying? Like he can't if he uses if he used any Jewish words, he would not be on any radio station. They would blacklist him. He would get no endorsements, nothing. But he can use the N word to nauseam without consequences. He's not even black. He don't even claim us. Right, right, and and, and I've. I've I follow the story that the story of him and another rapper were having a clash 
and his rival posted a picture of him as a young person in blackface. Do you mm-hmm. see a connection mm-hmm. here? I saw that, yeah. I mean, Drake basically, like, you know, he jumped on the bandwagon of, of being this light-skinned rapper who, I mean, back in his early he was even trying to be black back in his early days. You know, he wasn't even socializing with blacks. But when he thought he could make some music, you know, pivot black culture, you know what I mean, because his father and his father's black, you know what I mean? So, but he was raised Jewish, you know? Okay. So, but, oh, I can, I, can, I, can, I can play this black card, use the N-word, but never, ever making fun of his Jewish culture. Never done, but constantly using the N-word, and no one's ever called him on it or challenged him on it. So he's sponsored by Sprite, Michael Jordan using that as a spokesman for his sneakers. I mean, this is a man who disrespects a race of people who would never, ever disrespect his Jewish culture. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Okay. And um, before you go, um, I just want to place an emphasis that it all begins not just with these movements and not with just the JDL and the NAACP, but it really begins with, as you said, that one-on-one, don't use it in front of me and be very, very stern about it. And I think if everyone who feels this way would just stand up um, and say these, have these types of conversations, um, make them teachable moments if they're with the youth, that I think we can have a serious impact uh, on, oh, yeah. on the use of this word. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I, think, I think we can have an impact on everybody across the board because, I mean, there, 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 there are just so many obvious blatant signs of disrespect for us as a people when it comes to the word via, you know, network television, via corporate America, you know, the music industry, I mean, on and on and on, you know, that but we haven't called them out on it or challenged them on it, you know, but that needs to happen. Once you challenge somebody on them doing wrong, they tend to stop. They don't want the controversy, you know what I mean? But we, no one's ever right. done that. I mean, no one said, like, you know, let's, let's, let's take Sam the court for, for being, uh, uh, for, uh, being uh, for uh, what's that, slander, you know? And what? For mm-hmm. what? Oh, this is why? Oh. They will, they want to disassociate themselves with it so quickly, apologize and move on. I mean, so I mean, okay. there's ways to to get people to to stand up and take notice. Oh, we fighting back? Yes, we fighting back. You know what I mean? And we and we win it. Do you have a playbook to follow? Has is there anyone in history that you've researched or learned about or uh, that you idolize that has done well, something let, similar? Well, let me. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, when Malcolm X had first come to New York and and one of his brothers was victimized by the police. And it was unheard of to sue the police. It never happened before. Malcolm X, the nation of Israel, was the first one to sue NYPD and win, and win. So, I mean, and back in those days, it was like, you never win. You got to be kidding me. They'll never win. Right. And Malcolm X and the nation, because they were so organized, so well structured that they went into court and won. That is so wow, key to be know that. You know what I mean? So it's like you have the odds were stacked against them like, you know, a million to one, but they wouldn't they like they didn't have no fear. They was dead to right and they won the first lawsuit against NYPD it was for seventy five thousand dollars. Wow. That's how I, know I did not done. know that. That is so yes. so inspiring. Okay, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, mm-hmm. 
Okay. So are you looking for an attorney? Are you looking for lawyers to join your movement? So this is a call out to all our listeners. Well, basically right now, I mean, I'm I'm in the beginning. I mean, I really just, as of last Saturday, I just made up my mind to, to get in this fight. And, uh, like, uh, tomorrow I post my petition uh, basically to get signatures to get NBC to apologize on national TV, on public TV, on, on, on network television to African-American people using such a word or, or attempting to use it three more times. And uh, But I realize you have to galvanize the people, get out there, okay. people sign your petition, walk those streets, state your case, and uh, be aggressive about it. I mean, you know, it's going to require hard work, but I'm prepared to do it. Because I mean I've had enough. I mean I, I really have like this, this this incident on Saturday, really kind of like that was the that was the breaking point for me. I'm like you know what I'm all in it now, you know. All so, right. Yeah. Well, I I am supporting you 150 uh, percent. Let's give the the audience your information one more time. Oh, uh, you can reach me. My you can reach me. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. Uh, well, wow. I, I gotta. I'm so new. Uh, you can reach me. Uh, if you want to reach, me, I'm on Facebook at Garrett Fortner. Uh, on Facebook, uh, you can reach me on. Uh, I have my own website, menstayfly.com. My contact information is there. Uh, yeah, but you can definitely reach me. My email is uh, Garrett Yahoo.com. Uh, yeah, but many can find me on Facebook. You know, and you know, mm-hmm. drop me, you know, DM me, you know, drop me a message, my message box. That's the best way to get at me. Okay. Uh, so yeah, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you'll definitely be hearing from me. So I'll keep you great. Posted. And um, feel free to post your petition on my Facebook page, Leslie Gist, L E S L E Y G I S T. And I can't leave, let you leave without first giving. Um, some respect to all the black authors who survived slavery who were able to write books without using the N yes, word. Yes. I think yes, and that, and that, we want Yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And that's and that's what this is this is when people come to me and say say like they use the N word in a frivolous manner, I say I say, Are you can you read a book? They go, Yeah, I say, Can you write? They go, Of course. I say, I say well, you know this is the privilege that got you got you hung back in the day. You know. If you, they caught you writing or reading a book, and people died so you can write, read, go to school. You know what I mean? That means, I mean, this is why we don't use the N word. I always use that reference point of writing and reading as a point why they shouldn't say it because people died so I can read a book. I mean, something as minor as reading a book, someone gave their life. Who knows how many people died so I can read? You know what I mean? And this you have to make people understand that walking through the front door of a restaurant, people died. You know, going to a public bathroom, people. Die. I mean, there's so many people that gave their lives for you and me. You know, I mean, to live our better lives today. It's not even. I mean, we're not made aware of that. I think young folks don't realize how much sacrifice went into them being able to be as free as they are today. So yeah, right. I mean, and how much work is going into um, trying to push us back into being that word politically? And that's and, that, and that's and that's and that's exactly it. They're trying to make bring this word back where it's at, we were in slavery, but we had no choice but to be called niggas. Now they're mm-hmm. bringing it back with our own consent, not our, but <laughs> mainly celebrities advocating that it's okay to use it. They're not talking to the everyday people like myself or like you who, 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 who reject that word. We don't get the chance to go on TV and be like, no, we disagree with that completely. You know, but if you're talking to Jay-Z or T.I. or one of these rappers, they say, no, it's okay. 
they don't speak for a nation of people. That's my point. They don't speak for us. They speak for themselves. You know, so, I mean, that's a very frustrating point for me. I mean, just that whole idea that they can go on TV and, and speak for me where I totally disagree with what they say. So, yeah. It's, well, it's, you're it's, doing it's, an it's, excellent it's, job. Keep up the great work. Um, your daughter is going to be um, so proud of you. Um, listen okay. to what you're saying, and um, she's very fortunate to have you as a dad. So, again, mm. thank you so much, and I'm going to be following you, and hopefully we'll be talking uh, soon. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Thank you for the time. All righty. Thanks, Sabrina. Bye-bye. Take care.